Hello everyone, I'm Emily Lavender and welcome back to the Forever Marriage Podcast. Forever Marriage at Lakewood exists to strengthen families by helping couples discover God's design for marriage. So, so far on the podcast, we've been able to answer questions about marriage that have been submitted to us by you, our listeners. Scott and Don Smith have been able to answer those questions and provide us just really great counsel and direction for each of those. Today we're going to be switching gears just a little bit. Scott and Dawn are with me again today, and we wanted to just share with you some of a conversation that we had last week in our um, weekly staff meeting. So Scott and Dawn, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Emily. Hey, girl. It's good to be here. It is. We're glad to be back. Awesome. So each week when our team meets, we have a short devotional time. Well, it's supposed to be short. Right. Right. It's (laughs) rarely (laughs) short. usually drags on, but it's always good. Um, but this past week, Dawn, you led us in a really great time of discussion regarding intentional prayer for our chil- our children. And then we spent some time actually praying for each of our kids mm-hmm. by name. Mm-hmm. And between all eight of us, that's a lot of kiddos. A lot. <laughs> yeah. But I know I walked away just so encouraged and motivated to pray intentionally and mm-hmm. specifically and strategically, really, for my own kids. Mm-hmm. So, Dawn, why don't you take a few minutes and just share with our listeners some of what you shared in our meeting. Okay. Well... Really, this stemmed out of our, um, you know, our reading. We're reading together as a church body through the Old Testament, OT19. And if any of you are interested in finding that, you can go to our LakewoodLife.org website and and, can, and find information on OT19 and the readings that we've been doing. And we've been we spent a good bit of time reading through Judges, and you know, Judges too. You know, there's a real just disturbing verse about um, you know a generation that that came that rose now that did not know the Lord, mm-hmm. did not know God, and did not know the works that He had done for Israel. And as a result of that, in just in this whole cycle of getting themselves into really deep trouble, God rescuing them, um, sending a rescuer for them and then delivering them out of it but then they just cycle back into it and then by the time you get to the end of judges it's just dark it's just some dark hard reading and then um you know the scripture is saying everybody did what was right in their own eyes and i don't think it was that they did not know of god Mm -hmm. but i think that word is is that intimate knowledge of God, mm-hmm. just right. that intimate, so, I mean, not, they didn't stop the practices of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So how did this generation come up and not having an intimate relationship with God really kind of got me thinking about that. Um, then, of course, we moved right on into Ruth, and that was, Ruth was, um, and her story took place during that same time of the judges. Mm-hmm. So obviously there were people who, what was right in their eyes was good, mm-hmm. was following God, and uh, and there were some who did really know God. So not all in that generation yeah. were absent of their intimate relationship with God. So I got to thinking about our own kids and and the generation that is coming up and what they're growing up in. Um, I was listening to Tyler speak to, uh, or, or Dr. Tom really shared a quote that Tyler had made, said that, not only is it important for the gospel to go out geographically, but it is as important for the gospel to go forward generationally. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really profound to keep 
the generation that's coming through us. I was thinking specifically our team of staff yeah. mm-hmm. members under Scott's leadership as discipleship pastor. There's, you know, seven or eight of us. And, you know, our kids range from 30 years mm-hmm. old to babies. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my heart really was given during that devotional time for us to really be specific about praying for our children by name on a regular basis to really seek God and pray that the gospel would go forward generationally through us mm-hmm. into our children for sure um, so that they would not be um, they would not be a people that would not be intimately acquainted with yeah. God and his works on behalf of his people. So that's really kind of where it all came from and that conversation that launched out of all of that. Yeah, that's good. Scott, one of the phrases, um, so let me back up. So in, in our devotional time, Dawn, you shared a video from Ann Graham yes. Lotz, and she talked a little bit about, um, you know, pouring into our kids and mm-hmm. teaching them how to pray and teaching mm-hmm. them how to, to read their Bibles. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scott, one of the phrases in the Ann Graham Lotz video that you mentioned that you wrote down was mm-hmm. this. She said, your kids are not out of the woods until they are out of this world. Talk to us a little bit about why that resonated with you and just what do you think what do you think she meant when she said that well i think one of the things that i heard in that is put it in our context as dawn said our our children are older we have a 30 year old a 27 year old and a 24 year old and (laughs) even though we are really in that season that is known as the empty nesting we still see dawn and i still see that we're very active still in in our parenting we're in a season that you've heard us refer to we we, we've learned to call it parenting to where Mm -hmm. we're trying to pray more with our children than what we're saying to our children but one of the things i know too about just our children as is true for all of humanity is is we live in a fallen world. And so one of the prayers, Emily, that I pray frequently for my children, I'm praying because from last week's staff meeting, we, we're praying over our all of our children. As you said, there's a host of kiddos that we're praying for amongst our team. But I pray three specific things. is Father, uh, protect our children from the sin-filled world. Protect them, Lord, from Satan himself. And one of my biggest prayers is protect our children from themselves. Um, Because I know in our fallenness, we we have a predisposition to false beliefs, what Dawn and I often refer to as stinking thinking, things that may send us in directions that are unhealthy through lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, boastful pride of life is as First uh, John two sixteen refers to it, and so I that's when when just knowing for our children Hannah Reese and Claire for you and Benji for Levi and Lucy and the rest of our team, our children we're going to be in this season uh, I believe of forever parenting, mm-hmm. covering them, praying for them, interceding for them until they're out of this world. Mm-hmm. For sure, and. You know, Christ himself prayed for his disciples, you know, because while that they would be, mm-hmm. they were going to be here in this world. And, I, you know, I was under the impression or I kept thinking in every stage of life, oh, once I get through with this stage <laughs> of life, whew, it's going to be, you know, I can rest on my laurels a little bit. Once I get to this stage, you know, it'll be a little bit better. They'll be up and on their own. Um, but I found that really just not to be true. Mm-hmm. And 
um, Molly Leg and I meet with um, a woman named Linda Jo Powell on a monthly basis. And Linda Jo and her husband Gene have been lifelong navigators. You know, they're 80, around 80 years old. And even when I meet with Linda Jo, she's still in this mode of parenting. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's encouraging or discouraging because, <laughs> you know, there's just not going to be a time, I don't think. Yeah. Because as long as our children are in this world, yeah. they need interceding for. Yeah. They're going to need our um, attention, our spiritual attention. And that happens in prayer. Like our children are at a point right now, we can't really boss them. You know, we can't, right. whatever, mm-hmm. we can't make decisions for them. Um, and they're, it's, a, it's scary to me because, you know, when they're little and they're, they're the toughest, you know, the the biggest decision they make is should I throw this sippy cup across the room? You know what I mean? And yeah. mm-hmm. you could put them in timeout or you could say, you know, the day's over for you. I'm going to give you a bath. It's time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the decisions that the, our kids are making now uh, that, that are older, they just have such deep consequences yeah. right. in their life. And there's not, there won't always be the opportunity to be for us to rescue them from, yeah. from that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is scary to think, that our, we aren't going to be able to back off of this p- part of parenting, mm-hmm. just this um, a spiritual alertness over and for our children. Mm-hmm. It's a little intimidating to think that way, and it can bring in the heart of a parent uh, um, a great deal of fear. And I, f- I find that for a lot of mamas and, and daddies too, for sure, is that parenting is such the vulnerable place in us that we can either be fear-based parents or we can be faith-based parents Mm -hmm. but we will have to really fight to be faith-based parents and so you know for us it's just a matter of knowing and accepting the fact that I'm always going to have to keep my foot on the gas pedal when it comes to um, parenting my children but I'm going to have to be aware that I'm going to have to do it differently during through the life stages yeah Mm -hmm. so talk to us a little bit about that like so you've seen all the life stages from you know Babies. Well, up until this point. Well, yeah, up yeah. until this point. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they're grown, they're adults now, right. living on their own, right. having their own lives, seeking the Lord on their right. own. So what does it look, talk to me a little bit about what it looks like to have those ongoing conversations with your kids from, you know, the, when they're toddlers, what does that look like to mm-hmm. middle schoolers, to high school? And then here they are as adults. What do y'all, what would y'all have to say about just those ongoing conversations with your kids? Hmm. Well, I, I personally felt like in those baby toddler children years I could handle it mm-hmm. you know I felt like okay I understand my authority over them as a parent and I felt like I, I you know we could have those conversations and I felt good about that season of life for for our parenting uh, were there some challenges yes but I didn't feel like they were I felt like they, it was within my skill set I could yeah. do it I could yeah. handle it um, so being intentional about establishing authority in those early ages of, um, of shepherding them spiritually, of teaching them life skills that were appropriate to those ages of mm-hmm. helping them navigate friend mm-hmm. groups and yeah. all of those things. Those were intentional conversations that Scott and I felt like we could have. And we, I think we did a pretty good job mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, when our children hit our teen years, that was another level mm-hmm. for me personally, yeah. because you know, my teen years, I made some, I made some terrible choices as a teenager. So it was a vulnerable place to me 
and was an easy place for the enemy to target me mm-hmm. in my parenting yeah. because you know he could whisper to me well if they do this it's because you did this oh, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you yeah. know mm-hmm. and um I'm thankful that the Lord helped me understand during that time. I had some great friends who uh, Scott and I got to share this part of our journey with, and they prayed for us. And I felt like God really said to me, listen, I paid a really high price for your freedom. Mm-hmm. And so you need to embrace that. And then you need to get out there and fight for your mm-hmm. teenage children. Yeah, Don't be... Uh, weighed down by the chains of a past that I've freed you from. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like for the, in, in the game of parenting, we cannot be fully present for our children until we settle some things yeah. mm-hmm. in our own that's life. Good. Yeah. And I think that's just a necessary part of, yeah. of being a, um, a, a faith-based parent mm-hmm. um, is accepting a, um, uh, the challenges that have we, maybe the shortcomings of failures of our past and letting God redeem those so that mm-hmm. we can be engaged in the life of our kids mm-hmm. being present for them yeah. if we don't we're going to do one of two things we're going to be hyper controlling parents yeah. or we're going to be disengaged parents yeah. Yeah. which is not what God designs for, mm-hmm. a, for a faith based parent yeah. Yeah. do you agree? no I would agree and I, I think as I'm listening these are the ongoing conversations are just, I, th- I think they're conversations that we have through all of life. Uh, when I'm talking to our children, we're talking about um, their spiritual intimacy. I'm finding for our kids, and I think it's true probably for many, is that these these conversations have to do with levels of intimacy, physical intimacy with others, uh, spiritual intimacy with with the Father. And, and these conversations that, like Dawn was saying, that... W- we as men especially can try to we may be, take a position of passivity we just want to kind of pull pull back from or mm-hmm. maybe me with my son will say well i had that sexual conversation when he was going through puberty so i don't have to have that conversation anymore yeah. no i find with men as we're parenting our sons these are ongoing conversations that we don't it's not just a one-time conversation it's an ongoing conversation. What we 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 refer to in our family is how their how you how's your heart kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, but I think that is the natural rhythm of parenting. And as Dawn is saying, it's positioning ourselves from a place of faith. Of Father, we're going to walk in faith that you're going to guide us as we seek to uh, continue to. Um, shepherd the hearts of our children well Mm -hmm. and i think we've really sort of taken the position of being in the game to the best of our ability and if we swing and we miss well we we try we were there (laughs) you know what i'm saying and you know our children will be the first to tell you we we have not been perfect parents i mean we we have we've had our challenges and we've had our struggles but you know, but I I hope and pray that our children will will be able to say, at least but at tried. least they tried. <laughs> you know, they tried. They stepped up to the plate and they took a swing. And so, I really want to, you know, I really want to be found mm-hmm. on that side of things mm-hmm. for both yeah. of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think for me, Emily, with our children, one of my greatest fears with our children, even as adults, is one of them having an experience in adulthood of. I wish mom and dad would have talked to us about this, mm-hmm. but they didn't. 
They just chose not to. They were fearful. They didn't know what to say. It was an awkward conversation, so they just didn't say anything. And that, if there's a fear, I don't fear might be a strong word, but that is one of the things I want to alleviate. And as Dawn said, you know, she's told our kids, hey, if your dad's going to err on anything, he's going to err on the side of at least trying. And uh, so I I would rather go down swinging Mm -hmm. than having never stepped into the batter's box. Yeah, that's led to some, you know, awkward and Mm -hmm. challenging and sometimes conversations where I have to double back and go, well, what your dad dad meant to say say was. (laughs) 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 But that's all right, too. You know, I think that I do find that parents the fear of having deeper conversations Mm -hmm. are usually out of two places they they just they didn't know themselves or failure past Mm -hmm. failure Mm -hmm. and you know the risk of hearing a child say well you did it Mm -hmm. so then I can do it and God really dealt with me on that for sure and he really helped me understand if 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 you share a part of your story where, that I've redeemed, but it's still a failure mm-hmm. in your past, but you share it with them and trust me with it, even if they say, well, you did it, you know, nobody has the credibility to share uh, a past failure and how I've redeemed it and what is the wisdom, what's the wise choice mm-hmm. to do. Nobody has the credibility like you don't in the life of your child. So in the same way that you would equip them um, and train them how to drive a car Mm -hmm. and you share with them how you, you know, reacted when an animal ran out in the road and you Mm -hmm. ended up in a ditch Mm -hmm. is the same way that I would share a personal failure from my past to Mm -hmm. say, this is the decision that I made. I ended up in the ditch. Yeah. don't do that yeah. yeah now they might decide to do it mm-hmm. they may make still make those choices but when they get to an age um that they can make their own choices they might mm-hmm. but it's still my responsibility to trust god with my story and part of my story is equipping my children with the wisdom should they choose it mm-hmm. does, yeah. that, does that make yeah. sense that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense um so ongoing conversations and stepping across the fear of mm-hmm or identifying what's making you afraid or what's hindering you yeah. from having that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, thank you guys so much for your insight into parenting, uh, just for sharing from your experience as parents. It's no easy task for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but a gift that the Lord has entrusted to us and something that I think he means to show us more of himself and just sanctify us more into his likeness yeah. as mm-hmm. we do this journey. Um, I mean, our kids are only four and two, mm-hmm. but in just a few in just the few years that we've experienced as parents, I'm seeing that it's going to be just a continual partnership with the Lord, a continual dependence upon mm-hmm. His grace and mm-hmm. His wisdom, yeah, mm-hmm. um, just continually going back to Him. So, if you're doing this whole parenting thing, lift up your heads, keep mm-hmm. entrusting mm-hmm. your sure. kids to the Lord, keep consulting God's Word, keep praying for them specifically. And just trust that he has good, good things for them and for you. Mm -hmm. Now, as we close, we always like to finish with a best practice for a forever marriage. Mm -hmm. Something that's worked well for your marriage. Something that you'd like to encourage other couples to practice in their relationship. So, what is one best practice, Scott and Dawn, that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, I I think that in regard to parenting, Mm -hmm. 
you know, one of the favorite things that we get to do around here is attend baby dedication Mm -hmm. here at Lakewood. We'll do it, you know, on a Sunday afternoon. Dr. Tom, you know, and uh, Elizabeth Ormsby, who's our children's minister, and their team just do a great job of bringing parents up with their new babies and assigning them a prayer partner to join with them, mm-hmm. praying over them and having that moment that Dr. Tom has with the parents of saying to them, you know, do you commit by precept and example to raise this child in uh, in, a go- in a godly way? And the parents say we do. And it's all fabulous and we laugh and we see great pictures and we go have <laughs> sheet cake and fruit Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff and it's a beautiful moment Mm -hmm. um but what i have learned is that that is not a one and done moment is that as parents um christian parents we have to learn to have our own baby dedication over and over and over again Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like i've had to even do that in my own heart in the last two or three weeks you know is that you have to still revisit that place of no i have committed to trust you with this child of mine god and i need you to help me um you know release them back over to you you love them you have a plan for them you have a purpose for them i've got to come back to that moment and have Mm -hmm. that baby dedication again you know our our pastor um, al meredith in fort worth gave us a lot of parenting wisdom Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he shared uh, with us once was, you know, it's not our responsibility to raise godly children, but it is our responsibility to be godly parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, now that that really helped me to assume that responsibility, mm-hmm. to understand the, the regularity of the baby dedication in my heart, yeah. and to realign myself with what God's purposes mm-hmm. are. Um I think the second thing I would say is, uh, and I think this also came from Brother Al as well, is get out of ownership and into management. Mm -hmm. That we don't actually own our children, but we do sort of steward them as parents. Um, And so when we we do that, if we're going to assume all of it as ownership, then we then we forfeit his protection and his provision yeah. mm-hmm. that we really assume all of that responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's our job to fully protect and it's our job to fully provide. Well, we just are limited. We cannot do that. Right. But when we understand that we are stewards as parents, mm-hmm. then we lean into, make room for, embrace, pray, mm-hmm. look for the provision um, and the protection that God provides um, in the ways that he deems fit mm-hmm. for that child. Yeah. And so I feel like that is so important, you know, learning to, uh, I think that's something that Scott and I definitely are learning because our children are now young adults is learning to let go mm-hmm. of them, to make their own, to, to find their own purposes, to mm-hmm. know God themselves, uh, and embrace and, in, and, uh, um, all of the things have been planted in them to own it for themselves. Yeah. Um, if we don't learn to let them go, uh, it's going to be a problem. It's like teaching a kid to ride a bike. You know, if we don't let go of that bike, they're never going to learn and we're going to run ourselves to death. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter of, for us, continually learning to let go under that provision and protection that God has um, has for them. Mm-hmm. I think, too, for beyond those two, a uh, best practice in my mind that just keeps coming up is 
is what I call praying for other voices. And what I mean by that is we've learned, especially as our children have grown through middle school, high school, college, young adulthood, is it, it takes multiple voices. I've learned this especially in ministry. It takes multiple voices to disciple others. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dawn and I have found it takes multiple voices to parent well our children. And so we've learned to embrace the other voices who speak into our children's lives, other men who speak into my son's lives, life, or other women who speak into my daughter's lives. And learning to pray for those people, pray that they would be men and women of wisdom, of discernment, who could give a high challenge to our children that our children would respond well to. And learning to check our egos at the door, to mm-hmm. not take it personally that our children may hear something from one of them, this other, what we would call an upstream person, hear something from them that we've talked to them about <laughs> for years and, yeah, and not right. take it personally. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You know, I feel like uh, we have a grandson on the scene now, mm-hmm. too. And, you know, thinking about him and the world that he's growing up in. And, you know, my heart and my prayer has been that he would learn to fear the Lord early. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that even just cycling back to the generation from th- from Judges, you know, I think I think they lost that fear of the Lord, you mm-hmm. know, that that um that reverence for who he is that understanding of his holiness and who he is um i you know i wonder if if you know if there if this generation even now that we're living in has lost it Mm. too you know there's a comfort level with god and there's a there's a knowledge of god Mm -hmm. and the the love of God, mm-hmm. but there's not an intimate acquaintance mm-hmm. with the holiness of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, our, our our local area was really all tuned into the Bachelorette. You know, this yeah. summer mm-hmm. because we had mm-hmm. you know a local guy on it who, right. you know, who I felt for I felt for him, but I know he loves the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of there's a there was a lot of Jesus talk on yeah. uh, on on that this this year and. You know, the the mindset of being able to live your life the way you want to and then say, but Jesus loves me anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. is, you know, uh, it was just a, 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 a distortion to me mm-hmm. of what really is true. I mean, right. Jesus absolutely loves us no matter what, that is for sure. But then there's this disconnect between mm-hmm. the holiness yes. of God and mm-hmm. this fear mm-hmm. of the Lord, which is the beginning of, of a living a wise yeah. life of yeah. making mm-hmm. a, making wise decisions for the course of your life so really praying for Dawson just specifically who's our grandson you know just the just praying proverbs you know yeah. the fear mm-hmm. of the lord is the, the beginning, beginning of wisdom, of wisdom. Yeah. Um, and the knowledge of god um, is understanding wanting mm-hmm. him really to come to know god in his holiness mm-hmm. and fearing him so that he can build his relationship properly with god yeah to know his love but to know his holiness too so that he can make wise decisions for his life yes that's good that's encouraging um so helpful for me to hear and and benji too we've got littles and so we've got you know we've got a long way to go so it's definitely encouraging to hear from you guys just what you have to say about parenting 
And I hope our listeners are just equally encouraged and helped as well. So stay tuned, um, and we will definitely be back with another episode of the Forever Marriage Podcast.